Good morning and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. For over 60 years, East Central Illinois' daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join in on the phone, online, or via a text. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. All right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome, Penny, for your thoughts. News Talk 1400 DWS. We come your way on this Tuesday, already past the halfway point of the month of July. July 17th, some sunny days today and a little less humid. That's nice. High of 84. You heard Michael mention that. He'll be back with the news headlines at the bottom of the hour. Of course, the uh, news headline today by the uh, President Trump, Vladimir Putin's summit in Finland, the reaction to it on both sides of the political aisle has not always been positive when you read everything about it, but I'll go through some of the headlines in connection to that. If you have any comments uh, you're thinking about in regards to that, how did he perform? Um, let's see here. There's all kinds of various uh, headlines. Uh, Trump shows the world he's Putin's lackey. Donald Trump's summit message to the Russian collusion witch hunters, dream on. That's a headline. <laughs> and it kind of goes on from there. There's a whole bunch of them. But uh, I'll read through some of those a little bit, give you some uh, perspective on that. Of course, the Major League All-Star game, uh, switching to sports, is tonight in Washington, D.C. They had the big home run derby last night. Bryce Harper over Cub Kyle Schwarber in the finale. That was pretty dramatic last night. The University of Illinois settles with a T-shirt maker. That's a headline today. Got the uh, Challenger League All-Star game. You may have heard the promos tonight over at Eichelberger Field, the Kiwanis-Tom Jones Challenger League All-Star game. Hope you'll come out for that tonight and have some fun with us at uh, 6 o'clock. We'll have open uh, phone time, open line time, open forum here in the first hour. Uh, hit on a couple of things today in history. This is a uh, big day if you're a Mickey Mouse fan in the history of uh, the United States. We'll tell you why a little later during this first hour. Second hour, uh, Jim Dye, who is on with me every uh, about three weeks. We try to have him on, and Jim Dye will sit in with me in hour number two. We'll get his perspective on the President's Summit in Helsinki, Finland, and other things that uh, Jim has been writing about uh, during the last couple of weeks. So we'll visit with Jim Dye in hour number two. The phone number is 356-9397. You can always text us. That's always open. I'll get to those uh, anytime, even if it's a topic we're not talking about. If you want to bring something up, that's a great way to do it, 217-351-5357. And you can always email us, talk at wdws.com. Those are the ways to reach us here today on A Penny for Your Thoughts. So what's on your mind today? What do you make of the summit is there another topic you want to bring up, you want to talk about? We'll do that here in the open line segment here in this first hour. We'll do all that next. We'll take our opening time out and get it started with you here on Penny for Your Thoughts.
Back on Penny for your thoughts, DWS 3569397. You can join us that way. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling text line 3515357, and you can email us, talk at WDWS.com. So what do you make of the summit? What do you make of the press conference yesterday? There has been a lot of fallout, even on the Republican side in some cases, uh, with the president and the way he handled that. Uh, different headlines, different uh, places uh, responding to it. Uh, here are some of the headlines. I went to Real Clear Politics and just looked through the headlines. Trump shows the world he's Putin's lackey. That's from the New York Times. A writer with the uh, USA Today, Trump's message to the witch hunters, dream on. A uh, gentleman with CNN says President Trump is no longer the leader of the free world. A Fox News writer says media held a kangaroo court and found Trump guilty. Uh, the Real Clear Politics writer says Trump feels GOP heat, but will it linger? A writer with the Federalist says latest Mueller indictment suggests it's a witch hunt. The American Spectator writes John Brennan, who was very critical of the uh, president yesterday, misses communist Russia. Uh, Miami Herald editorial says we have met the enemy, it's not Putin. The Investor's Business Daily says left's treason talk about Trump smacks of dangerous political hysteria. USA Today in an editorial writing Trump treads on dangerous ground in Helsinki. And the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Russia's not America's friend, but it's better to talk than fight. Those are some of the uh, headlines. Apparently the president meeting with some uh, leaders in Congress today to talk about all of this. So, Anyway, that's kind of the uh, national reaction to it. Don't know what uh, thoughts you might have. If you have any on it, you can uh, share those with us a variety of ways. 3569397. Text line 3515357. And email us talk at wdws.com. In a local headline, a University of Illinois alum will no longer be allowed to, sail sh- uh, to sell shirts emblazoned with Chief Alinawick under a $7,500 settlement with a university. The payment between the U of I and Ted O'Malley comes after the school sued the man in March, alleging trademark violations. Settlement also says the U of I will dismiss its lawsuit and not challenge the phrase Make Illinois Great Again trademark, which is also on the shirt. Both sides did not comment on the settlement. Earlier, O'Malley said the shirts were a political statement and not meant to be associated with the U of I, but Still, he took a jab at the school in a court filing, saying it should worry more about poor performances by the football and men's basketball teams than this. So that uh, was in the uh, News Gazette today and covered by our newsroom as well here in the radio side of things. 914, you can check all that out online. And the uh, Champaign City Council tonight expected to cede control of a portion of uh, Park Avenue to make way for expansion of Central High School, but the future of the road's bricks is not known. Council will vote on whether to vacate Park Avenue from New Street to Lynn Street, effective January 4th. The agreement between the city and Unit 4 says the district is responsible for the disposal or reuse of the brick pavers. A Unit 4 spokesperson was unsure of the paver plans as of midday yesterday. So there's a couple of the uh, local stories of note. Of course, the All-Star Game is tonight in Washington, D.C. Don't know if you saw the home run derby last night, Bryce Harper. Rattled off a a bunch of uh, home runs in a row to uh, win it over Kyle Schwarber of the Cubs at the very end. So that was pretty exciting. We'll uh, check into that a little bit during the course of this hour. Open line time here in the first hour. 
second hour. Jim Dye will uh, join us here in studio. All right, let's go to the uh, phones here. We have uh, Bill up in Rantoul. Hey, Bill, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Brian. What would have been the point of uh, President Trump in public berating Putin? I mean, it just shows bad manners. What if Putin had berated our president? Would they, uh, people be upset about that? I mean, what they talk about behind closed doors is what's important. Um, we don't want to get in war with Russia. We don't need to be, you know, acting just putting on a show. We don't make you don't make that thing a dog and pony show to me. Besides, like I said, I keep hearing, well, the Russians were meddling, but I'm, nobody ever offers any proof. They said, well, the intelligence they see signs. Well, I want to see some definite proof. Mm-hmm. I don't doubt that they did. You know, they've been doing it for years. But nobody ever comes out and says, here's the document, here's the proof, here's what we're talking about. Nobody ever does that. And the president has 100% clearance for all intelligence. And they haven't come out and told him anything, as far as I know. So I don't see any point of him. Barack Obama already told Putin, don't do it anymore. (laughs) He told him to cut it out, didn't he? Yeah, he said, cut it out, boy. (laughs) He scared him, too. (laughs) Well, I you know I think they're you know the Russians have been trying to meddle in a lot of things for the years. I'm not surprised by that, you know. No, the, the, but but the issue of the you know the whole special counsel and all that is did the you know Trump administration collude with them to steal the election? But if you but if you're going to go down that path, give me some uh, what's what's the end game? Tell me, did they flip mm-hmm. a few votes in Ohio? Did they flip a few? I mean, I don't understand. It, I've what, been asking this. For the first American to call in on any talk show anywhere in the country and said, you know, I was going to vote for Hillary Clinton until those darn Russians talked me out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't see it. Yeah, I, you know, there's a lot of opposition research that everybody does. Uh, you know, it, mm-hmm. is it right? I mean, no. I mean, if that's – nobody has any – I mean, they've been doing this for a long time. I, I just I just try to look at the end game. I try to look at it practically and say, okay – if you say A happened, then B should be a result. But I haven't heard anybody tell me what B is. Yeah, well, they, like I said, they said, well, WikiLeaks got theirs from the Russians. Well, Julian Assange, who runs the place, runs the company, said no. You know, I don't know if to believe him, but WikiLeaks has never been wrong. Um, show me some proof that the Russians did, you know, give those documents to WikiLeaks. I mean, I don't doubt that. I'm not saying they didn't. Yeah, but I'd yeah. like to prove because I don't trust the FBI leaders and the CIA leaders anymore. Uh, my they guess is unreliable. My guess is WikiLeaks is in it for themselves, and they'll take information from whoever they get it from. Right. Yeah, it's just a shame that I can't. You know, it's just citizens we can't trust the head of the FBI anymore, the head of the Justice Department. Jeff Sessions don't want to seem to do anything. He just you wouldn't even know he was the head of the Justice Department, the well. Attorney General. Well, there's been there's been a lot of erosion, a lot of erosion for sure in the the leadership of that organization. So, hey, Bill, I got to move to the next call, but thank right. you. Thanks. Yep, appreciate it. We're on Penny for your thoughts. Three five six nine three nine seven is how you can join us. You can text us. That's always open. Three five one five three five seven, and you can email us talk at wdws dot com. Seventy four degrees downtown Champaign. Eric is next. Hey, Eric. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Brian. Um, I just wanted to, your, your last caller just piqued my interest because he said he wanted proof of uh, what they had done. And I don't know if anybody followed the indictment on last Friday of the 12 Russians and uh, everything was laid out right there as to what was done. And 
uh, Bitcoin payments and um, uh, the Lucifer uh, was the one you know, distributing the information back and forth. It's, it's very much out in black and white right now. Um, mm-hmm. How they uh, they got the uh, the republic the democratic game plans from from uh, hacking their servers. It was um, it was quite uh, extensive and uh, it's all laid out in black and white. So for anybody who wants to know what was done, it's uh, it's all there. Yeah. In, so in what? So, so what do we do with that information? What What's next? What's what's well, the other half of the? 12 Ru- yeah, they've indicted twelve Russians, and our president's basically committed treason yesterday. I mean, this, this, this was a laughable uh, display yesterday, and ninety nine percent of the media is out there saying exactly what it was. Not just the media, mm-hmm. the the, um, uh, the even the Republican leadership. I mean, it, I mean, they're on, they're not on board with this, and you can't be. I mean, the, the guy's a, a complete clown. I mean, running the show. So when you say um, it's when you say it's basically treason, tell me what what's your definition of treason? Give me give me an. Uh, when you're siding with uh, the foreign government over our own, our own intelligence community, that's uh, you know uh, said that this is exactly what happened. I mean, mm-hmm. it's clueless, and it's it's been on display for a long time, but now it's been cemented with uh, uh, with those <laughs> with the words yesterday. Well, here's what the Constitution says about treason. It says, Treason against the U.S. shall consist only in levying war against them or in adhering to their enemies, giving them aid and comfort. No, per- no, no person shall be convicted of treason unless on the testimony of two witnesses to the same overt act or on confession in open court. But So you're saying the cyber attacks is equal to a war? Oh, very much so. Okay. So, I mean, um, it was lead out the previous call we're looking for. So, uh, all right there. Thanks, Brian. All right. Hey, thanks, Eric. Good to hear from you. 920 here at DWS. We're on Penny for your thoughts. Your thoughts on the whole Trump-Putin meeting. Uh, if you saw the home run derby last night, if you want to comment on that, if you want to take a lighter route, open line time here in the first hour. The second hour, Jim Dye will join us. We'll continue with more Penny for your thoughts. First, a timeout at 921 here on DWS. Hi, it's Scott Beatty. Join us later today for the News Hour presented by ABC Heating and Air Conditioning. We'll have the latest in local news, sports, weather, and more. Four o'clock this afternoon on DWS. 924, Penny for your thoughts, DWS. Glad you're with us. Take your phone calls, 356-9397. Text us, Castle Heating and Cooling text line. 3515357 and you can email us talk at wdws.com. A lot of reaction of course nationally, internationally to the Trump and Putin summit. Uh, the New York Times says it's always been obvious that Trump does not hold Russia's hacking of the 2016 election which he publicly encouraged and gleefully benefited from against Putin. It says none of us know the exact contours of Trump's relationship with Russia whether Putin is his handler, his co-conspirator or just his hero. But uh, the New York Times says it's clear that Trump is willing to sell out American democracy for personal gain. After all, July 27th of 2016, he publicly called for Russia to find the Clinton emails. And thanks to Friday's indictments, we now know Russia started trying to hack the domain used by her personal office that very day. That's the New York Times. The, um, see, where is this one from? USA Today writer says the summit shortly before the Justice Department uh, came, before the Justice Department released a curiously timed indictment of 12 Russian agents for alleged hacking activities. The mere fact of a U.S. president seeking better relations with Russia should not be controversial. President Obama certainly did his best, blaming the George W. Bush administration for souring relations between the two. 
We had Hillary Clinton's famous 2009 Russian reset, complete with a mistranslated red button. The President Obama mocked Republican presidential nominee Mitt Romney in 2012 in a debate for his remark about the uh, Russians being the biggest geopolitical threat, saying the 1980s are now calling to ask for their foreign policy back. And uh, Obama was flexible. He responded to Russia's illegal annexation of Crimea by imposing limited sanctions on a few officials and pleading with Moscow to reverse course, which they did not. So those are some of the uh, writings today in regards to the summit, the back and forth, the give and take on that. Let's go to uh, John in Champaign. John, good morning. Hey, good morning, Brian. How are you doing? Good. How are you, I sir? I just want to say it, it was a disaster because, number one, you can say anything you want to say about President Obama. At least he did say on public notice, you need to cut it out. He said that in front of everybody, including the American public. And when he talked to the former president of Russia on the open mic, when I get elected, I'll have more say-so. That means he got his alliance together, then they did talk to Russia. But the whole matter of all this, when I looked at General John Kelly, I thought about one thing. You remember when President Reagan got shot? And they put the mic up there and they said, uh, who's in charge? Alexander General Alexander Hayes jumped up and said, I am. What was that call yesterday? Trump may be a genius, but sometime when a genius gets off script, he says things that he don't even know what he's trying to say. I, I can't believe he really, really, he should have thought this over with his people. Yeah, well, some people, that's what some people are saying, what you're saying, John, is that it wasn't a great performance by him. Um, you know, it was kind of, uh, it just looked bad. Uh, but other people are saying, hey, it was treason, or it's up to treason. I, well, you know, no, I, I don't know about that, but but it's just, um, you know, it's the, rea- the reaction to it has been negative for the most part from most people. Well, when you're in the public eye and everything, you're going to say what you're going to say for is treason and all this. But I think he should have, kept it to his homework he should have stayed to his notes and he'd have been all right but when he sat there and agreed with everything the russian president said it made him look weak it made us look weak as americans okay hey john thanks for your thoughts on it thank you appreciate it three five six nine three nine seven bill texts in he says indictments are not convictions the old saying is you can indict a ham sandwich Uh, Another one writes in, says, listening just east of Kansas City, I thought the 12 Russians who were indicted, talking about the indictments of last Friday, did things under Obama's watch. And a text in, when Durbin, uh, Senator Durbin, compared our troops to uh, Pol Pot, there wasn't any talk of treason. Uh, 928, back to the phones to Zoe. Good morning, Zoe. Oh, good morning, Brian. Um, I'm kind of um, reserving judgment on the the Russian summit because I'm I don't think I know enough yet and I'm and of course we don't know what was said behind the scenes either but uh, I mean I was a little uncomfortable with some of the public part but I don't as I said I don't know enough and I can't contextualize it yet so um, but I wondered um, if you had looked at uh, Maria Bartiroma do you ever look do you ever look at her uh, what she says about because she's got a really interesting take on uh, some of what's been going on. Hmm. How do you, how do you spell her last name? What? Oh dear. Uh, is, is, she's on. Let's see. B a r t. I don't know if it's a r e r o m a. Maria Bartiroma. Mm-hmm. She's um, on. She's on television, right? Yeah. Okay. And 
Um, she's really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people that I really respect, they, re- they read what she, or look at what she says every, every week. She has a Sunday show. Um, I, I don't have TV, so I, that's yeah. why I'm kind of... No, I, th- I think I know who you're talking about. I've seen her on there. She's on the yeah. business She's on the business network, yeah, too. That's it, CNBC. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I suggest you, you, might, you might even regularly take a look at what she says. Because uh, she, uh, and she, <clears throat> you know, these indictments Friday, they're not going anywhere probably because I mean, it's unlikely unless, I mean, unless something happened with Putin that would really shock some of us because they're not going to send their GRU people over here to be tried. No. I mean, it's a joke. And um, and they've, they've always tried to interfere in our elections. Um, but what I think is funny is that they would be a lot more likely to be trying to help Hillary. I kind of have a theory that they, that though that Putin may be, I don't, I'll never trust him, uh, that he may be playing a game and setting Trump up to make him look, to manipulate him into looking bad. But I think that I have a feeling, and I may be wrong, that Trump will probably have the last laugh because he's he's very Machiavellian in the way he goes about things. Mm-hmm. And even though I don't always, sometimes I'm, I'm like, why are you saying that? Um, he's uh, kind of wily like a fox. Mm-hmm. And um, I think sometimes uh, he knows what he's doing more than, I, he tries to get people off kilter a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, I, and maybe that's not such a bad thing. I'm not used to it, but... It, but uh, I think there may be sort of a method to his madness. But as far as now, I'm thrilled about the NATO, what he did with NATO. I am so mm-hmm. thrilled about that that I just, you know, I can hardly, I can't stop dancing. I'm so happy about that. <laughs> but right. the, the yesterday with, with Putin, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, as I said, I'm reserving judgment. Thanks a lot, Brian. Okay. Thank you, Zoe. Bye. Good to hear from you. Uh, Maria, by the way, is the morning host on Fox Business Network. I knew I'd seen her somewhere on Fox. So that makes sense. All right, uh, 932, Michael Kaiser has news headlines. We'll continue with more. This is a big uh, anniversary date, by the way, if you're a fan of Mickey Mouse. We'll tell you what that's about coming up. And Bryce Harper with a big night last night in the Home Run Derby. We've got Michael Kaiser with the news headlines. Back with more Penny for Your Thoughts. Jim Dye in hour number two. But now the news. A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397, email talk at wdws.com, or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Back on Penny for your thoughts, News Talk 1400 DWS. Open line time today. If you would like to uh, join us, feel free to uh, do so. 356-9397. We're talking about the troop and uh, troop. How about the Trump and Putin summit uh, here today? A lot of reaction to that. Major League All-Star game tonight in Washington, D.C. The home run derby last night. Tell you about the Challenger League All-Star game coming up tonight as well. I uh, got a text in on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. says President Obama also told his cyber chief to back off in 2016 before the election. That's uh, in on that. 
And uh, Tex says, hey, John, what happened uh, to he's our president? We need to support him. That I heard from you every day for eight years, talking about John's recent call uh, regarding President Trump. And also another text just coming in says the Russians have been meddling with the U.S. since before you and I were born. Yeah, that is true. If anything, they try to sow discord, uh, and they have succeeded in that, I think. All right, 939. We've got a couple of guests in the studio here. They just rolled by. My two daughters are here. Lauren is here. How are you? Doing well. Yeah, How about you yourself, good? Father? Good. <laughs> father? That sounds a little formal. <laughs> Michelle, you're here. Hello. How are you? Uh, my okay. oldest daughter, Lauren, is uh, going to be a senior at Belmont down in Nashville, Belmont University. Tell people what you're majoring in. Uh, I'm majoring in social work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm going to start my internships this upcoming year. Um, yep. So that'll be super exciting. Yep. I'm working with the homeless in the fall, and then I'm working with the ACLU in the spring. Okay, so you're interning there. Uh, what else? Uh, you just got back from a trip to Argentina, right? Yes, Overseas yeah. Study? I did a study abroad with a group of about 13 students from Belmont, and we all lived with a host family in Argentina in Buenos Aires um, for a month. So that was really fun. We took classes at the university there, um, and we got to do a lot of traveling. I went to Patagonia. I went to Iguazu Falls. It was very lovely. Mm-hmm. And it's wintertime in Argentina. Yes, but so. wintertime for them means about 60 degrees. Um, so I had a bunch of women telling me, oh, oh, you must be so cold because they didn't have a big parka outside when it was 60 degrees. <laughs> and I had to explain to them that, no, no, I'm mm-hmm. okay. And your overseas study was uh, with Spanish, right? Yes. Because you're minor, minoring in Spanish, yes. one of those two. That's my oldest daughter, Lauren. Uh, she's been coming around the radio station for several years, but haven't had her on the air a lot. Uh, graduated from Centennial. So that's been a few years ago now. Yes. So. <laughs> My other daughter, Michelle, just graduated from Centennial. What up? How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm, mm. I'm pretty tired because yeah. I'm not used to being up this early. But <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to go to Parkland yes. to start. And uh, you're a writer. Yes, I am. You, you've been writing since what, 10 or 11? I'm trying to remember. I've been writing a series since I was in fifth grade. So I'm guessing around, yeah, mm-hmm. 10 or 11, like you said. And... But I've been writing stories for my kindergarten class, or that's how I started. Yeah, and you'd like to get into some creative writing. Yeah, I'm yeah. hoping to get. I'm hoping to become an author of young adult fiction. Yeah, well, we uh, we took you out on a college visit. It's funny because I uh, go to Iowa all the time for basketball and football games, but I only ended up on one side of the campus, the sports side. I'd never been over. We took a visit. And, uh, well, I'd have been happy wherever you went. I'm kind of glad you didn't go to Iowa. But. Yeah, I wanted to stay close <laughs> to home. <laughs> you know, those Hawkeyes and all. I and I wouldn't betray the Illini. Yeah, that well, that's, that's good. <laughs> My daughters are just hanging out with me, so um, what else you got doing today? you you got to do some other stuff today. Yeah, i got to go to the DMV, get yeah. my 21-plus license. Yeah. Um, going to go get lunch with one. some relatives, and then I think just hang out. Yeah. Well, good. Well, good to have you stop in. You can hang out here for a few minutes. All right. Will do. Unless you're in a big hurry. <laughs> All right. I don't get my daughters on very much, so i got to get them on there when they're here. All right. Thank, thanks, guys. Thanks, Dad. All right. Good to see you. 942-356-9397. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling text line. This reminder that the Facer Law Office invites you to attend their free seminar, The Seven Secrets You Need to Know to Protect Your Home, Your Assets, and Your Family. From the cost of long-term care, learn about the law that completely changes the rules and much more. That's uh, Wednesday, tomorrow, July the 18th at 1.30 at the I-Hotel. Call the Facer Law Office, 337-1111 to reserve your spot. 
337-1111 and ask about the book co-authored by elder law attorney uh, Thorpe Facer. Protect your family. Don't write a blank check to the nursing home. All right, uh, this day in history, I've got uh, several things here that have happened uh, along the way. And anytime you want to jump in, if you have some more comments on the Russians and uh, the U.S. and President Trump and Vladimir Putin, uh, that's topic certainly available for something else you want to bring up. You can do that, too. Jim Dye will join me here in the second hour. We'll continue with that conversation. I found this interesting. On this day, 1984, President Ronald Reagan signed a bill giving states until October 1st of 1986 to raise the legal drinking age to 21 or face a 5% cut in federal highway funds. That was on this day in 1984. This was the day in 1996, the TWA 747 bound for Paris, exploded shortly after takeoff from New York City, crashed into the Atlantic Ocean uh, off Long Island, killing all 230 people on board. Um, also, a happy birthday today to Prince Charles's wife, Camilla Parker Bowles. She is 71. Walter Cronkite died on this day back in 2009. Uh, that's an anniversary of sort. Ty Cobb died on this day in 1961. He was 74. And if you're a fan of uh, Mickey Mouse... This day in 1955, Disneyland opened in Anaheim, California, and Art Linkletter was hosting the opening of Disneyland on ABC television in 1955. And this goes, I don't know, a minute and a half or two. This is Art Linkletter at Disneyland on the day it opened in 1955. Take a listen to this. And since this is a family affair, I thought you might be interested in seeing the rest of the Linkletters who are all gathered around me. And to show you exactly what happens now, I let them all take a little vote. Diane, you're six. Where would you like to go of all the places in Disneyland? Pick any one. To the great big castle where Sleeping Beauty is. Oh, you want to go to the castle. Uh, Sharon, you're eight. What would you like to see? I think I'd like to go to see Frontierland. Uh, Robert, what would you like to see? I want to take the boat trip down the Congo. And uh, Dawn? I think I'll take a cruise to the moon in the rocket ship over at Tomorrowland. And Jack? I want to see Bob Cummings. Oh, Bob Cummings. Lois, you take them all to wherever they want to go. Bob Cummings, come on oh, in here. I'm so glad your son said that. Yeah, you know Bob's <laughs> going to help out here in jumping all over the grounds, describing the various things. And That's where do you right go up. first? Well, I go down on Main Street here and go into an old-fashioned car called a Premier, and I'll be seeing you in a couple of minutes. Fine. Ronnie Reagan, come on in. Yeah, and how about that son of yours? I've been buttering up to him all morning, hoping he'd say that about me. <laughs> Isn't this a riot today? Oh, it certainly is. And, Ron, you, your first job is down here in the town square. Uh, well, uh, right out here in front of the depot, yes, for the main street and the parade and so forth. We have lots to do. Get busy. Okay. So long, Ron. Thanks for coming out. Well, ladies and gentlemen, right about now, Walt Disney aboard the E.P. Ripley, the miniature Santa Fe Disneyland railroad train, should be barreling around the outskirts of this tremendous and fantastic spot. It's a mile and a quarter track. And it's a trip that's out of this world because inside that circle is a brand new eighth wonder of the world. That was uh, today, 1955, the opening of Disneyland in Anaheim, California. How about that? And uh, Ron Reagan, that was Ronald Reagan. He was interviewing Ronald Reagan there at the time. <laughs> of course, movie star at the time. And uh, let's see, this is also the day, 1941, uh, Joe DiMaggio's record 56-game hitting streak came to an end. The uh, New York Yankees outfielder failed to get a hit. 56 games. I, I think the closest anybody's come maybe was Pete Rose 
about 44 games in a row, something like that. Uh, that's the closest. Of course, uh, last night you had the uh, home run derby. That got pretty exciting. If you uh, were not watching, uh, Bryce Harper, it came down to the final. Bryce Harp, uh, Harper of the Washington Nationals, who's been hitting about 215 this year. He's really had a tough year in Washington. And uh, also Kyle Schwarber of the Cubs went head-to-head. And uh, Schwarber was up, I think, like 18-11 to 11, uh, with a minute and a half to go. And here's kind of what it sounded like ESPN last night. This is just a quick barrage, probably less than a minute, of all the home runs. You can hear the crack of the bat here. You'll, you'll hear this. Here we go, Bryce Harper. 13, here goes 14. Here comes Bryce Harper. Oh, my goodness. This is getting fun. This is going to be interesting. This is going to be over soon. Oh, oh wow. another one. Oh, my goodness. To become the home run derby champion at 18. Uh, that's high, but that's not going to do it. There it is. Center field, and Bryce Harper has thrown his bat in the air and won the 2018 T-Mobile home run derby, and he loves it. Had a Cardinal fan in my house last night who was uh, rooting for Bryce Harper because he didn't want a Cub to win the home run derby. <laughs> How's that? That loyalty to the Cardinals. All right, got a caller off air. Says, uh, hey, Brian, today is National Tattoo Day, so they want you to get a tattoo. No, we're not, we're not doing that. All right, 948. We'll take a quick break. More Penny for your thoughts. What's on your mind? What do you make of the summit? All the uh, treason talk. Uh, there's some out there with all of that. But uh, your thoughts about that? Anything else on your mind today you want to bring up? That's what's happening today. Jim Dye is in the second hour. My daughters are sitting here. If you want to say hello to them, you can do that. Back after this. Hi, this is Jim Bohannon. Join us for the next Bohannon Show with the top stories of the day. Some fun stuff from sports or entertainment. You name it right here. Tonight at 9 on DWS. 9.50, Penny for your thoughts. News Talk 1400 DWS. Well, if you're getting hungry, a nice drive in the country, I-74. The corn and soybean fields, you get closer to Danville, the trees are there. You know, Kickapoo State Park, you've got the uh, rivers over there. It's very uh, a little more rolling than it is flat once you get, what, over west of Oakwood. It's a little flatter, of course. But still a great drive. And they've been doing it right for 50 or more years at the Beef House, featuring everything from 8-ounce to 20-ounce ribeyes, petite to extra-large filet mignon, New York strip, or chopped sirloin with grilled onions. If you want to go that route, if you prefer pork chops, you can do that. You can get one or two pork chops. I know some people have raved to me about the uh, three-piece pan-fried chicken dinner, like uh, Mom or Grandma used to make. They like, they like that. Barbecue boneless chicken breast available. Maybe seafood is more up your alley. It's not my alley, but uh, you can do that if you'd like. Everything from grilled halibut to uh, shrimp to uh, sea scallops and king crab legs. All the sides are terrific. I love the uh, baked potato with butter. No sour cream, just butter. And if you have young ones in your group, the Beef House with a, a children's menu as well, you can get a hamburger, chicken tenders, all of that is available. And check out the lunch buffet as well. It's all at the Beef House, I-74 Covington, Indiana. Make sure you make a stop there during the course of the summer and say hi to Bob and Bonnie Wright. 9.52 here at uh, DWS, 356-9397 on the uh, call line. You can text us, 3515-357, and email us, talk at wdws.com. Uh, the uh, 
article in Investors Daily talking about the uh, word treason, and I read to you what the Constitution says about treason, what it is specifically. And uh, the question asked in there, it says, is the president levying war against the U.S.? No, that's absurd. Is he adhering to our enemies, giving them aid and comfort? Again, clearly no, since we're not at war with Russia. The argument that cyber attacks directed by Russians against U.S. elections are the equivalent of war, again, falls short of any known definition. While reprehensible, such attacks have been occurring for years with little or no response from successive administrations. If the suddenly uh, bellicose Democrats feel we're really at war, they should go to Congress and declare one as the Congress requires. And the Investment Business Daily says we'd ask what kind of war is this? When did it begin? Imagine if someone had called President Trump a traitor for talking to the Castro regime. The squealing would be loud and long. That's from Investors Business Daily. There's all kinds of articles, pro and con, pro and against Trump, uh, in the uh, Real Clear Politics site that I go to. You can uh, just click on all the links. It'll tell you a lot about that. And you can get uh, both sides of it. 3569397 is how you can uh, join us on the phone lines today. Uh, let's see, what else? I mentioned the uh, Challenger League game tonight. We're going to be doing that over at Eichelberger Field. If you get a chance to uh, check that out, our Kiwanis Tom Jones Challenger League team will be out there. We'll have two games at 6 and about 7-10. And we had a big crowd last year, and hopefully the weather will cooperate. Should be good tonight, clear a low of 62. And uh, Grace is uh, very gracious of the uh, university to allow us to use the facility there at Eichelberger Field. Admission is free, as I said in the commercials, and smiles are guaranteed. So we'll have some fun out there tonight. Two games. Check out our uh, Kiwanis Challenger League. If you don't know what that is, that's uh, for our physically, mentally, uh, developmental disabled uh, youngsters who um, I've been with them for, I don't know, of the 21 years we've been around, probably 15 or 16 years, and watched a lot of them grow up from little bitty kids to maybe just barely as tall as the bat to, uh, you know, young people, you know, late in their teens or right about 20 years old. So we have a lot of fun with them. We really enjoy it. We'll see you tonight at Eichelberger Field. We're at uh, 9.55, and Barbara is in Champaign. Hi, Barbara. Hi. I have a question for you. Um, do you know what the plans are going to be for how fall when volleyball starts again as far as parking? You know, that's a good question. I don't know what they're going to do with that. I'm going to try to – I'll try to ask around and see what I can find out. I don't know if they're going to maybe okay. shuttle – will they shuttle people from the State Farm Center? Right, and, and for football, they shuttle from one of the parking garages. So Right. But a lot of people are interested before they buy their tickets. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a good question. I'll poke around and see what I can find out about that. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. Because the uh, Siebel Center, the building they broke ground for, is right there, what is that, just uh, south of, the, uh, of Huff Hall. And so the parking that a lot of people use there is going to be gone. So, yeah, I'll be interested. I'm going to, I'll ask somebody over there, at maybe Holly at the U of I or somebody, tell me uh, what's going on with the parking for volleyball this year. 9.56 here at DWS. Back to the phones. Jim Dye will join me in hour number two. We can continue the whole Russia discussion with him. He's also written some interesting columns here lately. We'll get to him, of course. He uh, is the editorial editor he writes a lot of columns he writes some editorials 
Uh, always has some really, I think, uh, good opinions on things, good perspective. He'll join us in hour number two. My daughters are sitting in here with me. That's kind of fun to paint you a picture of what I'm looking at here as we look out on downtown Champaign. Joe is in St. Joseph. Hi, Joe. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, first, I'd like to wish your daughters the best of luck in their endeavors. Hope everything goes well for them. Well, good. Uh, concerning uh, this brouhaha over President Trump and what he said yesterday, it's unfortunately a lot of times it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Mm-hmm. And the president, unfortunately, has a knack for saying things in a manner that can be taken two different ways. And a lot of people want to take it one way, and a lot of people want to take it the other. I wasn't particularly pleased with what he had to say either, but at the same time, this was a diplomatic summit trying to smooth over relations with the Russians. Uh, I don't think that was bad. Uh, In fact, I think it was good. Uh, If you'll recall, uh, nobody, uh, well, I can't say nobody, but there was a lot of people that uh, didn't have much to say when President Obama corresponded with the Iranians and when he wanted to give the Muslim Brotherhood F-16s and Abrams tanks, uh, all of that could be taken into account as well. Uh, I think a lot of people just need to take a breath and and slow down a little bit and see what develops out of this. Uh, And as far as him not trusting our intelligence agencies, well, I remind everybody, it's John Brennan, who was the head of the CIA, who has been one of his loudest and most vocal uh, critics on everything. Uh, and a lot of the people that he has in his, or he had put in, in his administration, the CIA, are still there. So I can't particularly blame the president for not trusting them. Uh, my experience in Southeast Asia with the CIA wasn't necessarily good all the time either. So... Uh, I just, uh, I don't know, I just think everybody needs to, I mean, the Democrats are going to try to to do everything they can to undermine this president. And uh, I wish people would just settle down and look for what's good for the country instead of trying to make a big issue out of everything. Okay. Hey, Joe, thanks for your thoughts today. You're welcome. I appreciate it. It's uh, Joe in St. Joseph. Some people have written today that had the president been hard on Putin, had he gone after him, that people would be saying that, well, he's just trying to cover up the collusion. He's being nasty in public to Putin because he's trying to cover up the relationship. So they said he wouldn't have, no matter what he said, it wasn't going to be right. Somebody wrote that. I was reading that editorial earlier this morning. So anyway, uh, those are some of the thoughts on that. We'll have uh, Jim Dye join us here in the um, next hour. 959. Lauren, Michelle, thanks for coming by. Thanks for Absolutely. having us. Yep. Good to see you. We'll see you again soon. Got the news coming up at 10 a.m. And then, of course, that's from CBS. And then we'll rejoin you on the other side with news, local news, and then more conversation. Jim Dye joins me in hour number two on WDWS Champaign Urbana at the tone, 10 o'clock central on WDWS. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 
217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. And we're back. Many for your thoughts. New Stock 1400 DWS 3569397. Text line 3515357. Email us talk at wdws.com. Spent a lot of time with the President's Summit and uh, Vladimir Putin yesterday in Finland. If you have some thoughts on that, we can certainly continue to take those. I'm going to get Jim Dye's thought on it here in just a moment. He's joined us in the uh, studio. How are you doing today, sir? Well, I'm doing okay. Yeah. Kind of, kind of getting kind of uh, behind in my work, but I guess that's oh. nothing new about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. The way your desk looks, you're you're, you're yeah, perpetually behind. Is, you know, and that's after I cleaned it up too. <laughs> you didn't throw away anything valuable, did you? I don't know. Sometimes I get in such a uh, such a mood to to clean things up that I might throw away things that are valuable without actually knowing it. <laughs> you took uh, you take some time off, right? You were. You were when did you go spring training. I went to spring training. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but you haven't taken any time off since then. I right? have not, but oh. I will in the middle of uh, Minnesota, uh, w- in the middle of next month. I'll take a week off. And where will you go? Uh, actually, I have plans to go to Minnesota for some yeah. possible fishing, or maybe 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 just sitting in a boat in water. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Far away from any uh, political talk. I would you say. know, you can never get far enough away. <laughs> 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 it follows you. Yeah. yeah. Well, what do you make of all the? Uh, Yesterday with uh, Trump and Putin and uh, I think John Brennan, who's a former CIA director, called it uh, just short of treason. Well, All you the, know, the I think thing. language like uh, Brennan's language uh, is not very helpful. I mean, I think it just kind of throws more gasoline on the fire, which I guess is his uh, his intent. But, I mean, I think it makes someone of his – it's demeaning for someone of his stature to – throw out language like that, which clearly is not applicable. You, you know, whatever your attitude is about the press conference, uh, whether it's good or bad, and it seems to me like he shot himself in the foot about five times, um, you know, just silly to, to suggest that. I mean, treason is a capital offense, you know, <laughs> under the Constitution. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't think it applies. Like Benedict Arnold. I mean, he uh, switched sides, right, and was fighting. That's treason, right? That is treason. Yeah. yeah, holding a press conference and saying something that is not uh, doesn't make a lot of sense uh, is not treasonous. It's unwise, but it's not treasonous. Yeah. Maybe politically, politically suicidal, uh, or hurtful, or whatever. But you know, let's keep our language in perspective. I think a lot of times the Democrats they get so overwrought over Trump that they that they uh, their language becomes so exaggerated that they undermine their own credibility. Isn't some of that, though, to rally the base? You say those th- things like that? To I guess, but it's so irrational. I don't see how that could help. I mean, I think it might rally the base, but it certainly uh, it, um, it undermines their credibility with everybody else. I mean, there's, there's more to the electorate than just the hardcore bases of both the Republican and Democratic parties. A lot of talk uh, prior to that trip uh, with NATO and I was talking the other day, Jim, about I didn't realize there were 28, 29 countries in NATO, and several of those were former Warsaw Pact countries. That's exactly and, right. And, and, you know, one of the things that the, that the Russia has been concerned about is being encircled by NATO countries, and that's why it, it vehemently objected to Crimea and uh, uh, Ukraine, the, and the Ukraine being, yeah. co- being mm-hmm. part of being part of uh, NATO. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, the collapse of the Soviet Union changed the uh, international chess game somewhat dramatically, and so NATO has expanded, 
uh, as uh, the Soviet Union has uh, kind of, well, I should say the Russia has shrunk, but now Russia is, which is still a very significant uh, geographical and political and military force, uh, is, is pushing back on that. That's why they're trying to, everything they can do to undermine the NATO, uh, the NATO mission. Does it is interesting though the whole discussion with the Soviet Union? You had the, you know, the Cold War discussion. The Republicans were known for being tough on the, on the Russians, and the Democratic Party was well. Let's talk and let's talk détente. And and now it's like Russia is the, the worst foe in the world. Well, Russia and, is a significant uh, U.S. foe on the international scene. You know, when uh, when Mitt Romney said that uh, in the 2012 debate. Uh, President Obama ridiculed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know how you know that the, the 1980s were calling to get its foreign policy back was his big joke, and the media all thought that was hilarious. And you know they kind of uh, lampooned uh, lampooned uh, Romney for how could he be so prehistoric as to think that that was an issue? Well, it is an issue, and it's going to continue to be an issue. Putin is a very dangerous and ruthless uh, foreign foe, and any ideas that we have that really he's uh, just a good guy or somebody that we can trust which surely you know nobody believes that i don't think uh you know we have to be on our guard and when they do things that uh interfere or undermine our national interests you know we have to be responsive now trump and seems to interpret any thought about russian interference with our election as somehow undermining the legitimacy of his Victory, so that's why he refuses to acknowledge the obvious. Uh, so um, I think the facts, as demonstrated and discussed by people who know, is that they did try to interfere with the election. I'm not sure how they tried to interfere with the election, but I don't know that it affected anything. I mean, people went in the voting booth and they voted just like they've always voted. So I don't, and it, with the with the exception, I guess, of rigging the voting machines and showing that tr- that Hillary really did carry 99 percent of the vote in wisconsin i mean i don't know what yeah. what they did but well, it's a it's a it's a good uh, rallying cry for the democrats particularly when when uh, trump says well you know putin is he denied it well of course he denied it i mean it would be a miracle if he didn't <laughs> if he deny said it. oh yeah we did it sure yeah. we did it and we're not sorry and we're going to do it again <laughs> but uh, and of course you know the u.s has been involved with undermining elections in other countries and i think that's just what that's what geopolitical foes do to each other mm-hmm. but i don't know that it necessarily had any impact and of course then you, and then you get into the whole collusion business which so far has come to nothing and uh and then it's a big mess so I mean, right. he basically is creating all these headlines for himself well, and that if the russians attempt was to sow discord they've done it well they have they have, you know, achieved, they have succeeded you know, at that success beyond their wildest dreams i mean Mueller is the is the is the best thing they have going for themselves yeah. and you'll notice when Ever the discord goes one way, they'll take the opposite position just to show discord. I mean, they'll they'll sow it wherever. Oh sure, you know, just to be honorary. Oh, uh, if anything. you know, the, the Russians like the United States. Uh, their tentacles spread all over the globe, and wherever they think they have an interest, you know, they're engaging in behavior that pursue that um, uh, in pursuit of that interest. Jim Dye with us here this hour, as he is every about three weeks or so. We have him on, and Eric is with us. Eric, good morning. How are you? I'm just about out of time, but let me state that uh, we, there are a couple things wrong with spending more m- money in the military. Uh, Colin, syndicated columnist George Will wrote a paper that he had tried to audit 
the Defense Department, it was inaudible. The records were incomplete. Tom Colburn, a college uh, college senator, a senator from out west, wrote the Oklahoma. book, of Trust, was available in the library band. I don't know if it still is. But at the end, he said he did the same thing. He tried. He looked, tried to find the records, and to put it politely, the records were incomplete. And then they want to sink more money in something that's not even auditable. And I, I respect those two gentlemen. Well, I think you'll find I think you'll find in any in any government program um, that there is waste that the average American would find absolutely oh, for shocking. sure absolutely shocking. So, you know, it does does it surprise me that the uh, that the military, when you have all that money floating around and all those people trying to grab it, is that they're, that that it's incomplete? Uh, that the records are, it doesn't surprise me at all, and it doesn't surprise me that the Defense Department doesn't want anybody looking at it because they don't want any more they don't want any stories about five hundred dollar hammers. Yeah, and and this was a story that appeared you wrote about or what's uh, no I I don't you know I I just know that there's you know Trump wants to expand the Defense Department budget and is that what you're talking about sir Yeah yeah both respected gentlemen said their records are incomplete sure. you cannot audit them you know that is unbelievable but true Yeah hmm. but that DiMontino too you wrote about I remember hell he paid the this one. Uh, Gas station twenty thousand a year for ten years, two hundred thousand oh, bucks. Martino, yeah. Where was the auditor? You know, to <laughs> yeah. say, "Hey, this looks a little suspicious." Well, they don't audit that stuff. They just the records just go to the uh, to the state board of elections, and they just sit there until somebody looks at them. The the state board of elections doesn't take any proactive stances. Well, uh, hell, there's got to be some. You would think there'd be some checks and balances, but I'm not surprised. Well, there would be checks and balances if the legislature wanted checks and balances. The point is, the uh-huh. legislature doesn't want, want any checks, checks and balances. But not the kind of checks we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's like, well, I remember one time when I was doing a story about the, the Judge Kokenauer down in uh, Cumberland County, and he filed, he filed some reports, some disclosure reports with the Supreme Court that indicated that he was still handling an estate, which was strictly prohibited by, oh, yeah. for, for judges. You know, judges do not yeah. do any outside legal work. And so I was talking to the to the person in charge at the Supreme Court, and I said, well, doesn't anybody look at these things? And her answer was, no, nobody looks at these things. They're just designed uh-huh. to be submitted. It's designed so nobody ever looks at them. The fact that I looked at them uh, came to my attention was a fluke. And when I when I called him on it and said, "Hey, he's do he says he's doing this. The rules say he can't do this. Why didn't you do something about it?" And the answer is, "Well, we don't do that. Hmm. Oh, it's government des- it's government designed to fail, <laughs> which is you know unique. Not probably not completely unique <laughs> to Illinois, but certainly unusual." Yeah. <laughs> You refer, you referred to the Martino pseudo in, inquiry. Yeah, it was so a pseudo in inquiry. Column, yeah. I mean, they they didn't want to do it. They told the guy that filed the complaint, "Well, if you do the investigation, we'll listen to you." <laughs> I mean, can you believe that? <laughs> they tell the citizen, "You do the investigation." Well, okay, now. ten years, Brian, at twenty thousand a year. That's what he paid the gas man. Martino did. He was one, is one, uh, and still is. Has got a high paying job. Oh yeah, he's the auditor general. Uh, he's in charge yeah. of making sure people keep their records. Yep. Straight. <laughs> no, I, I, I see the article that he wrote. I, I see it. Yep, it's right there. Hey, thanks, Eric. You know, that's Thank one you. of those things yep. where you, you, you laugh so you don't cry. It's like, come on, is this for real? And it is for real, but it's, it's a joke. Let's go to Scott. He's on with Jim Dye. Go ahead, Scott. Good morning. I've had to tune in and out here this morning. Maybe someone's already addressed this. But I would like someone to explain to me how 
the Russians interfered with the elections. I mean, when he walked into the booth and closed the curtain, did a did a Russian jump up on your shoulder and say, "Hey, vote for Trump"? I mean, I, I just don't understand how. Well, that's one of the it. that's one of the real issues, and I think it was through a lot of this uh, Facebook advertising, and I mean, I think it was through. I think it was through some kind of trying to trying to mani- manipulate the electorate at large. But I would I would like to see a catalog of, well, of course, one of the things is that they supposedly they hacked the uh, the Democratic National Committee mm-hmm. uh, records, and which of course, and, and those were released to the news media, which showed that they were saying one thing in public and another thing in private, and which could have affected people's viewpoints. But I I agree with you. I mean, I think that people uh, went into the voting booth and voted who they wanted to, for whom they wanted, and and. And, of course, the Democrats, you know, they really, they're still just grieving and enraged over Hillary losing. And so they got to blame somebody. I mean, I think that, I think, uh, first of all, the Democrats deserve some responsibility for nominating a, a person who is so widely disliked. And then once she was nominated, then, then she didn't campaign in states that were absolutely critical to her election. Well, and anybody that is influenced on how they're going to vote by any ads or endorsements or whatever, they're not paying enough attention in the first place. None of that stuff affects how I vote. It's, it's on the actual issues. Well, and most of the time, the ads and stuff, they don't really address actual issues. Well, you know, they're not, spending all that, they're not spending all that money on advertising because it doesn't work, let me tell you. Now, you may be one of those voters who pay, really pays a lot of attention, but there are a lot of people out there that don't pay attention. And they, and they That's true. And, 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 can, and candidates appeal to their emotions. I mean, if you look at the current race right now between Pritzker and uh, Rahner, neither of them are talking about the fact that Illinois is basically bankrupt, and what what are they going to do to talk about? It? We're talking about J.B. Pritzker's, you know, he 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 got a, he, you know, he took his toilets out of the house so he could get a save a couple hundred thousand in property taxes, and then Ronner, you know, they're running ads saying, well, he said something bad yeah. about about Champaign Urbana, so all of Champaign Urbana is supposed to rise up in opposition because Ronner yes, stuck his foot in his mouth. So you know, a, a lot of this is emotion, but people generally. Um, I just think they go in the voting booth and vote for who they want to win or yeah. vote against the person they want to lose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Scott. Gentlemen. Yep. Good to hear yeah. from you. You know, they uh, call that the evil of two lessers. <laughs> the evil of two lessers. Yes. Here's Eric and Muhammad. Hi, Eric. Well, I guess everybody's wearing the name out. So yeah. Yeah. It's the e- day. Yeah. Well, it's a good name, Eric. I always like that name. I'm sort of partial to it myself. Um, couple things. Uh, Sunday's uh, usual come by. I'm going to see if I'm going to be real nice about Sundia Zuwa. I guess is a guy's name, right? You know, I'm not sure how you pronounce uh, it. I, I call him Sundia. Well, I think I think uh, the, the new editor Reed uh, said it. I think I got it as close as anybody that's ever been on about it. All right. Um, that's some more vitriolic nonsense in, in revisionist history and just basically, you know, walking around, with, you know, gasoline and a match, and, you know, and just, and, you know, walking around in a gas station with a lit match all the time. Somebody was Caucasian and wrote that way. Uh, you know, everybody would be up and arms. So I just uh, wanted to get that out there. And there's another one. Does it, do either of you gentlemen, I think maybe Brian does because he lives in Muhammad, as I do, uh, do you know how many students are in the Muhammad school district, like a, a ballpark figure maybe? You know, I really don't, but I know it's been growing by leaps and bounds. Sure, and the population is like ten or 11,000. 
Yeah, I know the I know the the sign that says the population is probably behind. I know that. It's, I, I, I'm with you there, but yeah. let's say one out of five, or let's say let's say there's three thousand students. Now I don't know. I don't have a calculator with me, but we're going to pay a school superintendent two hundred stacks a year, and we wonder why our property taxes or where they are. You know, I, I mean, wondered the same thing. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'm glad we hit on something cool. But I mean, I'm like, I'm just, I'm like, live it. I mean, you mean to tell me that, that you know, somewhere in the south of a hundred, but way over fifty thousand, wouldn't just be enough to? You mean there wouldn't be some available candidates with some experience that, you know, got, you know, some kind of degree in public administration that couldn't get us results at that level without having to pay twice as much for it? And then when you come to the mountain, that's why we're all moaning and groaning in Illinois. Hmm. You know. Well, anyway, property taxes are a significant burden, and, and things like that create uh, help create the problem. No question. That's okay. right. Well, thanks for the minutes. Right. I know somebody else wants it. Take hey, care. Let Bye. me uh, let me talk about Sundiata for a second uh-huh. here. Uh, yep. Yeah, he's a, he's very provocative, but you know, uh, you know, he has an audience out there, and there are a lot of people out there that think, well, maybe Cal Thomas shouldn't be in the in the paper, and maybe somebody else says, well, it shouldn't be. Uh, uh, the other columnist, uh, the other black columnist, or maybe yeah, we shouldn't Leonard run Pitts. George Will, or Leonard, before Charles yeah. Krauthammer died, and we shouldn't run him because he's he's too conservative. You know, the editorial page is meant to be a collection of diverse opinions, and I would just urge people not to be too upset about reading things that they don't that that dis- disagree that they disagree with. I mean, it does. You know, reading something like that doesn't really physically hurt you. I mean, you can accept it or reject it or not read it at all. So take all that with a grain of salt and just expre- just uh, accept it as a viewpoint that somebody has and maybe you don't share, but but uh, that's what uh, our society is all about these days, right? We'll take a break. We're with Jim Dye here in hour number two. Penny for your thoughts, your phone calls, emails, and texts are welcome. Keep them coming. Hi, it's Scott Beatty. Join us later today for the News Hour, presented by ABC Heating and Air Conditioning. We'll have the latest in local news, sports, weather, and more, 4 o'clock this afternoon on DWS. Pacer Law Office invites you to attend their free seminar, The Seven Secrets You Need to Know to Protect Your Home, Your Assets, and Your Family from the Cost of Long-Term Care. Learn about the law that completely changes the rules and much more tomorrow, July the 18th at 1.30. Call 337-1111 to reserve your spot and ask about the book. Protect your family. Don't write a blank check to the nursing home. So check that out tomorrow. Jim Dye is with me here in hour number two. Michael Kaiser coming up next with headlines. I talked to Michael yesterday about the uh, Cardinals. You like the uh, Matheny move? You're a big Cardinal. You know, I, I'm always amused by the fact that they, they say, well, you know, the manager's not really to blame, but let's fire him anyhow because we can't fire the team. You know, I think the Cardinals are not a very good team. And while it is possible they might play better, just like Cincinnati's playing better. Uh, my fear is that the Cardinals are just not very good. They're just average, and the reason that they're only two games over 500 is because they're average, and they got too many holes that, too many holes in their lineup. Uh, too, many, too many outfielders. That, too, many, me, too many mediocre players. You can't <laughs> fix – if you have one or two problems, you could fix them. They've got about five or six problems. <laughs> So I yeah. don't know. What do you think, Michael Kaiser? And that's why they're closer to uh, Cincinnati in the standings than they are to the Cubs, right? Yeah, which is amazing. The Cardinals were 9-1 and one against the Reds earlier in the season and just really embarrassed the Reds on a regular basis. And uh, then the Reds embarrassed them Friday and Saturday in his last two games as a manager. 
And there, I agree with Jim. There are so many holes in this roster. And to me, this is – Mike Matheny made some mistakes, especially in the clubhouse from what I've been reading. But um, the front office is to blame here, in my opinion, the last several years and just some of the signings they have not made and have made. And Dexter Fowler hasn't worked out at all. Um, but they didn't handle that, you know, calling him out for his lack of effort either. <laughs> that didn't go very well. You know, when, when things go south, people – I mean, there's tension and there's anger, and, mm-hmm. and yes. that's what you're seeing. It's gonna, it happens in any organization, whether it's baseball or football or, uh, or business at the highest levels. Right. I mean, underperformance s- stresses people. Right. Oh, when you're hitting one, when you're hitting the buck forty, that will <laughs> cause stress. You start right? pointing fingers, <laughs> and, and Fowler hit a home run in his first at bat after Matheny <laughs> got fired. Okay, well, good. And I want when he's hitting when he's hitting two eighty. I'll be convinced. Yeah. We won't be having that conversation this season. We, <laughs> we both know that's not going to happen. All right. right. Well, well you know, Carpenter's improved dramatically, but, you know, yeah. what was what was going on at the beginning of the year when he's sitting under 200? I, he's the same player. I know. He wasn't leading off. He, yeah. I, well, you know, that's one thing. I would li- put Carpenter at lead off and let's dis- end that discussion. And Yachty he's, hitting second the other night. So yeah, see, you see, uh, you get me upset. Now, that's yeah, what, that's so there we I, go. That's why I've quit paying attention to Carpenter. I'm just going to get out of the way here and let Jim go on a soapbox. You get me box. upset about it now. And that's why we need to go to the news. I actually, the other day, I was so disgusted the other day, I actually watched, <laughs> sat down and voluntarily watched a Cubs game. Oh, wow. Oh. Wow, that's uh, that's dramatic there. I mean, I may root against them, but at least they know how to play. Yeah, well, you watch them to root against them. <laughs> well, you know, I my, my anti-Cubness has, has kind of waned over the years. But, no, it's hard for me to root for them to win, but I do appreciate good baseball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. They're pretty good. All right. The news is next. Michael Kaiser, <laughs> I think so. back to all this after this. <laughs> we got going there, didn't we? A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400. WDWS. Hey, everybody knows Mike Namoff. He'll be out with us tonight at the Challenger League, Kiwanis Challenger League All-Star Game at Eichelberger Field as we try to pack that facility for our Tom Jones Challenger League ball games tonight. Admission is free, by the way, and uh, Mike will be out there. He always brings the dream team with him, and then he'll be pitching especially in the first game is what he usually does. Uh, I think he does it on Facebook Live as well. So it's pretty fun, and he has been a big supporter of the Kiwanis Tom Jones Challenger League. He'll be there tonight. He's also the owner of a couple of stores. This is at Furniture, which you've known about at Springfield and Mattis, Country Fair Shopping Center, but also Snooze, a luxury mattress shop with all kinds of mattresses to choose from, all kinds of pillows. These are uh, luxury items that you're not going to find anywhere else in any store in Champaign-Urbana. Uh, even a new pillow can make a big difference in sleep quality and duration of sleep. Snooze Luxury Mattress Shop has pillows for side sleepers, back and stomach sleepers. The Z-Zoned Doe Pillow Collection, entire wall of pillows for aspiring sleepers, they call it. So uh, you can check that out. Again, you'll walk in, you won't find a store like this anywhere else. They have high-quality bedding. Uh, Tencel is an amazing brand of bedding that... Uh, Works moisture away from the skin and keeps sleepers comfortable. There's just all kinds of things. French linen made from flax grown in France. They also sell uh, Portuguese flannel, cotton blends, and brush microfiber bedding. So uh, check all that out at Snooze Luxury Mattress Shop. Combining with This Is It Furniture, say hi to Big Mike. He'll be out with us. Tell him thank you for supporting the Kiwanis Tom Jones Challenger League. All right, let's get to the uh, phones here. Scott is up next. Jim Dye is with us. Hey, how are you, Scott? 
Hi, gentlemen. I'm just fine. A couple quick things. First, uh, Mr. Dye, thank you for trying hard to make sure that the News Gazette stays somewhat objective in that. I, I, I really do appreciate that. Um, secondly, as a fellow Cardinal fan, I will <laughs> Oh, I you're will suffering too, out, huh? Yeah, well, I will point out that the Cardinals have done something that President Trump has not been able to. They did fire Mueller. So That's right. That's right. <laughs> Actually, it's the nobody, pronunciation is it like Bill is, Miller, isn't it? Miller, yeah, but yeah, but it's <laughs> yeah, spelled but the same way. Yeah, yeah, I'm you know, I, that's another on. thing is like, well, they blame the hitting coach because the guys can't hit. Well, okay, well, here we go again. <laughs> yep, always, but a couple just other quick observations. I think part of the reason that CNN has become so incredibly bitter. Now, I mean, it's more painful to lose than it is to win. They obviously lost, but they've also lost any kind of journalistic integrity whatsoever, and they have to realize that. And I think that makes them even more bitter. And I, they've come to be like a prosecutor who's not only hiding exculpatory you know, evidence, they're, they're also reporting innuendos and, and half-truths and rumors uh, and presenting those as if they are true. Well, you know, and I think that's, that's kind of an interesting comment because I, I agree with you. And I, I, Trump has an effect on people. He gets under their skin to the point that that they get so wound up, they end up engaging in behavior that undermines their credibility, and that's kind of what I—that's kind of the way I see a lot of this really over-the-top rhetoric on the news, yeah, uh, the Brennan's news channels. I mean, I understand that. Trump is, uh, you know, gets under people's skin, but you know, when I see somebody like, uh, oh, who's the big host there? Uh, Wolf you know, the, with the white hair guy, Anderson Wolf Blitzer, or no, uh, Anderson Cooper. Cooper. Anderson Cooper. Yeah. You know, Anderson Cooper is supposed. To, I mean, I, as I understand it, he's supposed to be like a you know somewhat he's supposed to present it straight and and the first thing out of his mouth is this is the most disgraceful performance ever i mean i mean isn't he mm -hmm. supposed to get let other people say that and he moderates the discussion i, mean, I, I just don't get that but i agree with yeah, you i think really that, but it is one of those peculiar things where trump really just gets people to the point where they uh they're so agitated that they they kind of lose track of mm -hmm. what they're saying uh, the last thing i kind of wanted to make a comment and about the Democratic Party in general. That they, I think they, I've got a lot of friends that are Democrats. Um, they, they need to be stopping and taking stock a little bit. I mean, Maxine Waters um, she and Bernie Sanders and avowed socialists, they're not outliers anymore. They're not on the extreme end of the bell curve for the Democratic Party. They're mainstream. That's a very scary thing to me. Okay, well, the Plus Democrats the clearly, clearly have changed. I mean, there's no question, just like the Republicans have changed. And you're yeah. right, this uh, this business about how they're going to... Well, why did they lose the last election? Because they right. turned their back on middle, on lower and middle-class America. You know, Hillary's deplorable. Uh, she goes yeah. to the, the coal mining states and says, you know, we're going to put you all out of work. And, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so she made, a, she made a concerted decision that, that they didn't want those votes. They weren't going to win with those. They wanted to win with other votes. and They were going to pander to the various other elements. But the last thing I was going to say, just as kind of a, as a gut check for where things have gone, um, JFK today and his policies would be denounced as radical right-wing nut job, you know, extremist policies by Schumer and Pelosi and by our unhonorable Senator Dermott. Um, cutting taxes, you know, not restricting things that the corporations can do. And, you know, he's one of the patron states of the Democratic Party. They have moved so far away from those positions that it's it's scary to me. Well, that, that's true. But, you know, there there is a difference in, in 
in the political atmosphere between now and then. I mean, that was oh, the yeah. height of the Cold War. JFK was, and everybody, they were everybody, Republicans, Democrats in Congress, were all Cold Warriors. They all recognized the threat them. of the Soviet Union. Uh, appeasement was an anathema to them because they thought it led directly to war. And, uh, you know, times have changed. But you're right, the, the, the Democrats have changed and the Republicans have changed. I mean, there are no liberals yeah. no, anymore in the Republican Party. There are no mm-hmm. conservatives in the Democratic Party. Uh, there's a lot more uh, partisanship and, and uh, across the aisle bickering because of that uh, ideological divide. So no question. Paldo, Paldo things Paldo are very right divisive. 40 years ago, wasn't he? Yep. All right. Hey, thank we, you, Scott. We met the enemy, and he is us. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, that's the case sometimes. Thank you, Scott. Mm, Great to hear from you. Uh, the one uh, writer in the USA Today says the easiest thing to do politically would be to avoid Russia. The president did not have to attend the summit meeting, especially with a midterm election months away. And the special counsel's expected report looming. He could have simply avoided both the issue and the optics. But Donald Trump did not become president by doing the easy or expected thing. His political MO is to disrupt the opposition by owning the downside. A summit with Vladimir Putin is the perfect Trumpian way to say to his critics that he couldn't care less what they think. And it may force some of the more thoughtful ones to begin considering the possibility that President Trump is right and the entire Russian collusion narrative has been a lie. So that was... uh, in the USA Today. Well, the the Russian collusion thing is different from the Russian interference thing. Right. And I don't think it's ever wise for any president to let the people of the country know that, as this guy says, he doesn't care what they think. Well, presidents should care what people think. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where you get yourself in trouble. You know, Hillary got herself in trouble when she let the deplorables knew what she thought, and they didn't appreciate it. And they, they turned out on Election Day uh, to... Uh, deny her the president she that she thought was rightfully hers and the same thing could happen to trump if he gets too far you cannot leaders cannot get too far in front of their people back to the phones to karen hi karen good morning good morning um i have several comments i want to make to mr die um do you or do you not have editorial discretion as far as what you put in the paper and what you leave out well what would you say what we put in you're talking about like syndicated columns or yeah sundiata chajua yeah uh uh-huh what we do yeah, we, okay. Of course, we make so, a, we make a concerted we've made a concerted decision to run all the co- all the columns that we the, all the columnists that we run. Right. So if you want to be balanced and you want to say, well, you want to present the liberal position, shouldn't you choose one that at least isn't patently false information in there, where he's saying things that are ridiculously untrue? Um, let me ask you this question: Did you agree with the decision of the University of Illinois to unhire? Stephen Salida? Boy, that's a complicated question. Let me explain why. Uh, I, I had no use for Stephen Salida, but if he had a valid contract, then he had absolute right to say what he said under, the, under academic freedom. Uh, my question was whether he had the contract, and that was the legal question that ended up not being addressed in the, because they reached a settlement. So my answer is, yes, Stephen Salida had a right to do exactly what he did, if he had a valid contract, if he didn't have the valid contract, then the U of I had was under no obligation to. Well, when someone's hired by the U of I, their contract says pending approval by the board. That's and exactly right. Approved. So, that, you know, the fine print said not so fast, and yet he went ahead and quit his old job and proceeded. Right. Yeah, that's his pending print. And I thought that I thought that pending approval by the uh, by the board. I thought that disposed of the issue because the board never approved it. Okay, so I kind of put Salida in like the same shall we say, bucket of deplorables with um, 
Sundiata Chajua. So I heard it reported over and over and over again um, that Soleda was dishired because he disapproved of Israel's policies. That is such a lie. Stephen Soleda was tweeting for, and calling for the kidnapping and murder of more Israeli boys. There were three Israeli boys right. who were kidnapped and that. murdered, and he was celebrating it and said, we need to see more of it. Right. Now, come on. Mm-hmm. I mean, this Chajwa, this guy, he's toxic, okay? Everything he's saying in there. This is irresponsible for the News Gazette to carry this stuff. Um, the other thing is, I want to say, um, you have discontinued your comments. So nobody can... On the website, yeah. Yes, and mm-hmm. nobody can refute the things that are incorrect. Well, and people. there was just an art, uh, a letter to the editor published uh, last, in the last few days saying the same thing about how bad it yeah. is that there isn't an opportunity to hear what, you right. know, but you, corrections but More people can write letters. The reason that we did away with the comments is because the comments, uh, for the most part, were so moronic and... and uh, and, and uh, vindictive and didn't, uh, angry and didn't really advance the discussion yeah. at all. It was just a handful of people. Uh, okay, but lots of websites allow comments. That's true. That's true, and, some, and a lot don't. Uh, yeah, we just made the decision that they didn't advance the, they advanced the ball, and I would just say if those who, who want to uh, are offended or like or dislike or um, have just want to comment on an issue, feel free to write letters to the editor because that's why we have uh, the letter section, but you're right. We did discontinue the comments, and the reason that we did was pretty well explained, I think, by our publisher, John Reed. Okay, but a lot of people don't like it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you well, that's like. you know, that's everybody's. <laughs> people have opinions on all kinds of things. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All well, right. And as you. far as people's yeah. lives not being affected by this Chajwa, hello. Yeah. Go, go ahead. Uh-huh. Um, you know. That's really not true because he's talk about treason. I mean, giving aid oh. and comfort to terrorists. Well, let's not get too who, carried away, but treason. There are Israeli citizens who are having rockets fired on them. There was a little four-year-old boy. But you know um, whether they do that is not be, had nothing to do with with Sundiata. I mean, it's you know the, I, you know Hamas yeah, and Syria and Iraq and Iran and you know the, they would be doing what they're doing regardless. Yes, of, of course. But he's um, engendering a lot of support by misinforming people of support for the terrorists so all right you know the terrorism anyway thank you karen thanks bye thank you we've got anna wall and greg up next uh, kind of agitated callers today don't we after a quick break (laughs) back in a moment anna wall is next all right back to the phones here let's see if we can get in here in the next few minutes anna wall is up next hi anna wall good morning i want to say good morning to to my favorite Editor. We've been fussing and fighting uh, this this morning with all our callers. Are you calling up to to stir the pot a little bit? I no. I'm just calling to say good morning to him, to keep up the good work, and I enjoy reading his articles. But I want him to run my Cardinals some slack. <laughs> well, I'd love to run the Cardinals some slack, but they keep. They keep uh, they keep getting under my skin, giving uh, you reasons to be mad. They keep giving me reasons not to watch. But. Oh well, you know how you know it's if you're a Cardinal fan, it's, it just hurts me when they lose. It hurts me. <laughs> it hurts me too. <laughs> well, keep up the good right. work. That's Th- why I'm. Thank calling. you, thank, thank you, you, Anna Wall. I don't think the Cub oh. fans listening really have a whole lot of sympathy for me. No, no, they don't. Uh, Greg is next. Hi, Greg. Morning, guys. Good morning. Uh, I'll try to make this quick. Uh, I've heard a lot of about you know the president 
throwing his intelligence people under the bus and i i, I kind of see it the other way around um you know when president kennedy confronted the the russians over the the missiles in cuba we had evidence you know we had a I don't know if they're satellite photos or spy plane photos, but yeah, he those had are, something I think there. Those are U two uh, spy flyers. I, I, had, I, I think that I, I think so. Uh, but he had evidence. You know, he was able to confront the Russians and say, "Hey, we see we these are the pictures of your missiles, and we want them out of there." And uh, our intelligence people don't seem to be supporting our president. And I don't know if he needs to fire some people or what but i i just i think that's ridiculous and you know i i believe the russians tried i i believe they've tried in in many elections i i if you look up uh election interference you know you'll see that we've interfered in over 80 elections uh and a lot of the times that we've interfered in elections it involved assassinations it involved starting wars so a lot of people died from from our meddling and you know, not that Russia's innocent. Russia, on on the same same place where I got this information, said that they had meddled in almost forty elections. Hmm. And uh, you know, England and Israel, all these all these other countries are are guilty of the same thing. Uh, but right. the well, uh, while Obama was president. We we meddled in so many elections or, or governments in the Middle East. I mean, it, it really destabilized the whole area. And I, I'm a veteran. I served uh, over two years in Iraq. And it was just heartbreaking to see us pull out of there so early and what happened, you know. Uh, but he he did it in Egypt, supporting the Muslim Brotherhood. He, he, did, he tried to do it in Israel to get rid of Netanyahu. Uh, we did it in Libya with disastrous consequences. There's no question about uh, that. Hmm. I, I just, you know, it, it just, it's, it's a little, I don't know. It seems a little ham-handed for us to be sitting here. Oh, Russia interfering in our election was an act of war, oh. and I, I don't want to see World War Three. And I support what the president's doing because that eases tensions. I don't support ratcheting things back up to, you know, where our kids have to do nuclear drills at school and and hide under their desks. My dad had to do that when he went to school, and I don't want to see our kids having to do that. Hey, Greg, i got to move, but thank you, sir. All right, thank you. All right, back in a moment with Jim Dye to wrap it up. All right, wrapping it up with Jim Dye. We're at 10.59. 11 o'clock will be the news. Then Rush after. Are they going to watch the All-Star game? I am (laughs) – Here we go again with my my complaints about baseball. You know, I used to love the All-Star game, but the All-Star game doesn't mean what it used to be because everybody plays for like one inning and then they mm-hmm. then they go to the airport. I, I remember when Willie Mays used to play the entire game because they wanted to win the All-Star <laughs> game. So my plan is not to watch the All-Star game. All right. So there you go. You didn't expect that angry expect, answer, did you? I did not. And Bill, <laughs> and Bill texts in, Trump spent less money on ads than anyone can remember. He went to the people. That's from Bill. All right, Jim, thank you. My pleasure. We will do it again soon on WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Have a great day, everybody.